RadioInfluence.com Hey, it's Live Bold and Boss Up time. Thanks guys so much for joining us this week. We have Bob Busing here, who's an attorney and businessman and the recent award recipient of the Community Hero Award from the Tampa Bay Lightning for the Talk, Read, Sing campaign creation uh, in partnership with Champions for Children. Um, You know, on this podcast, we've talked so much about how to improve yourself individually, right? We've had many episodes talking about self-discovery process earlier, like in middle school, what do you want to be? Get them started early. And now in this episode, we're talking about early stage development at infant, toddler, young child, really how to improve our community from the get-go and just really better um, ourselves as humans as a whole. So thank you so much, Bob, for joining us. We're really excited to talk about Talk, Read, Sing and how it can help everyone, individuals, employees, and businesses. First of all, congratulations thank you. for your award last night. It's, it's quite a thrill and I'm really honored and it's actually really cool. It was a lot of fun. You know, I got to meet the lightning bug too. <laughs> That's awesome. I love how I didn't realize so they, they pick a charity or charity group or a campaign. Whatever. Is it every game or is it every, every game? $50,000 every game. And they've had over 900 recipients. I'd like to think I'm exclusive, but they've, you know, yeah. since, since he started the program, right. And I don't know how many millions of dollars. That is, but it's a lot. Yeah. Well, there's 900 recipients, but I'm sure there's way more that have, do you have to apply to it or how do you get? Oh, considered? it's a very long uh, application process. In this case, I was sponsored by Liz Kennedy, who's actually involved in this Talk, Read, Sing campaign. And I provided some of the you know, biographical stuff, but she put in the, the, the storytelling, you know, the story of what we're trying to do, which, of course, we'll talk about here today. So, um, and apparently the selection committee thought, you know, they, they liked the cause. And I guess they were, you know, to me, it's the cause more than me, but, you know, they like the package, I guess. That's what's important. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Bob, tell us about the Talk, Read, Sing campaign. Mm -hmm. So um, I I came at this as a a chamber of commerce person, a business person. You know, I'm I'm not like a, I don't have like a PhD in child development. So so what am I doing talking about little kids? Right, right. Well, the answer is that um, it became really apparent to me about 20 years ago when I was in Leadership Florida, which is a sort of an Florida Chamber of Commerce program that we're really missing a bet on these young children. And I've been working it ever since. And what's happened in the 20 years since I was first at this is the science has improved so much. They can scan the brains of little infants that they realize we're hitting these kids way too late. So in Hillsborough County, kids who show up ready for kindergarten are almost certainly going to succeed. That's how important those first five years are. Mm-hmm. And kids who show up not ready for kindergarten have a much higher chance of dropping out, not being on grade level, never achieving their full potential. And and what's not ready for kindergarten? They don't know their ABCs or they what 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 is that threshold of of not ready? So uh, it, it does have things like uh, familiarity with letters, words, colors, numbers. So it has some of the academic stuff. But there's another piece of kindergarten readiness that gets overlooked, and that's what the 
experts call social-emotional, but what they mean is, you know, are they used to being in a classroom? Do they know what it's like to hold up your hand? Do they, you know, do they, do, are they used to being around other people? Do they enjoy, you know, people who are different and sort of learn from each other? Interesting. And, and, and if you talk to any kindergarten teacher and you say, which would you rather have? A kid who's got the ABCs and the one, two, threes down pat, but has no social ability at all, or a kid who's totally socially ready totally ready for the whole process, who doesn't know that stuff. And the teachers will always say, give me the kid who's socially, you know, ready for this experience. Because right. they'll learn, you know, they'll learn the numbers and the colors and the letters soon enough. Right. It's, Ooh, that's it's, interesting. Especially after last year, when a lot of children weren't in the classroom. Right. So that's, that's so, huge. So we're all measuring now what's the, what's been the learning loss. And mm-hmm. again, it's not just academic learning loss, it's the social but in any event, we got to get what those statistics have taught us is we've got to get kids to kindergarten ready to go, the full package, you know, ready to go. And right now in Hillsborough County, the data just came out with their testing. It may not be perfect, but their testing has 47% of the kids not ready. 47%. And that's, that's way too high. That's just killing me. That is just, again, from a business perspective, that's a lot of human potential and future. Wasted. Doctors and yeah, absolutely, right. they're never going to they're never going to be on the path to getting certifications and more education and right. you know all that good stuff that follows because they're showing up not ready. And so the big push for advocates like me is we've got to stop thinking K to twelve, K to twelve. We've got to go birth to career, birth to career. It's right. a completely different mindset. And once you go birth to career, those first five years and especially the first three years become super duper important. 70% of the brain developments the first three years, 90% before kindergarten. So if the kid's getting none of the stuff they need in those first five years, they've missed it because brains develop based on experiences. Right. They're not getting the experiences. Their brains aren't developing. So what made you start getting motivated on this? Like how did this, how did this, you know, even get into your head, right? Because you, your career path is something completely different. Completely different. Right. Completely different. So when I did my Leadership Florida experience, which was wonderful, they asked you to adopt a cause, you know, to thank them for, you know, putting you through the program. And I there was no question this was the, I mean, it's so much potential to improve our communities and our state and to say nothing of the thousands of lives that, you know, would be affected. So I've spent all my volunteer time focusing on this area. What can we do to improve it? Mm-hmm. So when some of the school system people here in our county said, you know, gosh, we're, we're like 50% kindergarten not ready. You know, they said it very nicely, but basically they said, come on, community leaders. Yes. Why can we not get these kids ready for kindergarten? Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand in the meeting and I said, I would start with a talk, read, sing campaign. And they said, to talk, read, did, sing did you just come out with that title on like just right <laughs> no, on the spot? No. Um, so every year I've been attending national conferences for business leaders engaged in this issue and, and they, they're, they're showcasing successful programs from around the country. And the talk, read, sing campaign grabbed me when I heard it. And then when our local school officials were saying, what can we do? I said, that's where you start. Right. It's the first three years. It's training the parents, the the community, everybody says, wait a minute, we got to start educating from birth, yes. not from kindergarten, 
to get these kids kindergarten ready. And so uh, I raised my hand and said, I would do a talk, read, sing game. That's, that's kind of where it came from. And then Champions for Children, wonderful, wonderful organization here locally, said, that's perfect. We'll house it. We'll be the administrative heads for this because a lot of what they do, which is parent training and child abuse prevention, it turns out the exact same stuff that gets a kid ready for kindergarten also is protective of bad things happening in their life. So if you get the parents trained to do some of the basics, which I'm happy to explain what those basics are, has all kinds of benefits, not just kindergarten readiness, but also making those kids feel um, listened to, paid attention to. I'm in, a, I'm in a world filled with people who care about me. That's a different kid when they show up at kindergarten than the one who says, I don't trust anybody. Nobody's nice to me. It's a bad world. Yeah. That's That kid's going to have all kinds of challenges. So, so uh, it meshed so beautifully between Champions for Children and the Talk, Read, Sing advocates that they took it on, and I'm thankful that did and so we're working arm in arm to try to pull that off. I definitely want to get more into that and have you share like where we can start. That's where it came from. In uh, this award for the the Lightning Leader Community yeah. Hero Award, you got fifty thousand right. dollars for that award, yeah. which is amazing. It is. So what what are you going to do with this money? Like what's next? So the. So the award winner gets to designate the charity. And of course, my whole uh, application was based on early childhood, talk, read, sing. It's a great project, um, and, but it needs funding. You know, we don't have the kind of funding we'd like. And so uh, that, that whole 50000 went in a check to Champions for Children. And uh, with the stipulation that that's going to be used to build out the, so- the talk, read, sing campaign in Hillsborough County and help move that kindergarten readiness number up, which is what it needs to do. Right. So that's where it's going. Very exciting. So tell us more back on the points that you made earlier. Uh What can parents do to start, you know, treating their kids with respect or what are those steps that they can do to, to help build that confidence to be ready for kindergarten? Yeah. So, um, so let me break down, talk, read, sing. That's our, obviously the, the quick version, but let me give you the slower version because this is really interesting stuff. And it's not just for parents who, you know, are in the toughest neighborhoods. This is for all of us because of this new brain science. It's like we've all got to adapt to the new information. So the talk piece, okay, the talk piece is you start talking to babies, to babies. And you say, wait a minute, it's a one-way conversation. Mm-hmm. But the way the, the, their brains are stimulated is if they're just hearing, the, you know, hearing, talking with the, the, the intonations and all that stuff, they're learning. And one of the big differences between those two groups, the kindergarten ready and the not kindergarten ready, is how many words they've heard. Mm. So we use phrases like word nutrition, like give your kid a word bath. <laughs> like, um, so and one of the examples I give when I talk to um, service clubs, as I say, you're, we've all been in the grocery store and there's this mom just chattering away at this little <laughs> baby. And it's, you roll your eyes, you say, why is she doing that? But she's actually doing it exactly what you're supposed to do. Just, it's not talk, it's jabber, just 
talk and talk and talk and talk. It's this one side of, you know, dad likes this color. Well, maybe we should try this one this week. And it's just this ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's talk is jabber. And then when the kid gets a little older, six months, nine months, whatever, they start responding, right? And now you do serve and return. So as soon as the kid says anything, you respond. Oh, dad does like that kind better than that guy. You know, you, you start working with the kid because it lays the groundwork for their ability to know that they're in a world where they can, you know, talk to people. You don't have to scream. You don't have to act out. Just go ask, right? That's kind of what you're trying to work your way toward. So the talk part is jabber and then serve and return, right. starting from birth. The read part is reading preferably 30 minutes a day. That's what, and it's not easy to do in the modern world because we're all you know tired after working and whatever, but 30 minutes a day, one-on-one with the kid, with the book in your lap, even if, I mean, six weeks old, you're reading books to these kids, but they have found that it's protective, that a kid can be in 23 and a half hours of sort of a chaotic household and a chaotic life and things, you know, needs not being met that well, but if they get that 30 minutes a day of closeness, of there's an adult who cares and we're telling stories and we're talking and we're pointing and looking at pictures, it's protective. The kid is more resilient. They show up at kindergarten and, you know, even if they've had a lot of chaos in their life up to that point, they're more resilient. They do better. So the read, 30 minutes a day, just, and again, it's, you know, at first you're just reading, but pretty soon you're pointing with and you're, you're doing the, the serve and return again. Right. So that takes us to sing. And singing is not only fun, you know, it's, you know, row, row, row your boat or, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. But the studies are actually showing that the kids who get music in the first five years, lots of music, they're much better at math and science. Why? Because music is all patterns, right? And these little babies, they're just pattern machines. They're just trying to figure out the patterns at this rapid rate. And if you go think about arithmetic, well, it's all patterns. It's all, you know, it's, it's very similar. So the sing part isn't just fun, which of course it is. And you'll never have a better audience than a small child. They will never say you're off key. <laughs> no one wants to hear me sing, so it's definitely just a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. So th- th- this is your chance to just you know, let your inner, your inner voice go. Um, but it, it, it helps them uh, you know, in that whole brain development process. So talk, read, sing, short and simple, but it's jabber and then serve and return. Mm-hmm. It's read from birth. And sing, and those kids, if you just can work that into your life for those kids, whether you're a grandparent or a parent or an aunt, uncle, whatever, mm-hmm. you can work that in. That kid is very likely to show up ready. So, side note what if parents are hearing this that have kids that are maybe already in kindergarten or in second grade, right? Maybe they, they missed that boat of zero to <laughs> four years. Like, is there any way for them to catch up? Yes, there is. And it's, um, Harder work, which is why, from an efficiency point of view, you want to do it when it's easiest. Right. That makes sense. Um, so there are some programs, and we need to do uh, better funded. Uh, like Why Reads is a program where they have uh, one-on-one with kids that are identified by the teachers that say this kid just needs more one-on-one with an adult to get themselves to grade level at the end of third grade. That's the big marker for all the um, child advocates is you learn to read till the end of third grade and then you read to learn right. after that. Mm-hmm. So the speed just, you know, 
goes really fast starting in fourth grade. So that's when the kids who are ready, they're off to the races. And the kids who aren't yet on grade level, they're come falling behind. And that's your future potential dropouts and all that stuff. So can they catch up? Absolutely. But it's going to take intent, you know, intentional focus. And a lot of these programs, uh, the, uh, United Way also has one called Reading Pals. And, and, and obviously your listeners can certainly volunteer to do this if they'd like to. Um, but a lot of it is, isn't just, you know, being like a linguistics teacher or whatever. It's just knowing there's an, an adult who cares about you, who's going to show up every week and ask you, how was your week and how have you come and did you practice? And right. it's, it, it sounds so simple, but it's, sometimes it's good to be reminded of this, right? right? It's important. Right. Because parents can be busy and, you know, two jobs, and, you know, all, right. all the problems of, of modern life. And the kid needs that one-on-one. So that's how you do it. And, and you get the first grade teachers and the second grade teachers to identify those kids. Mm-hmm. Don't just pass them on and ignore it. Identify them and get them into some kind of special help. And then there's a pretty good chance you can move them on the grade level by third grade. And then they're on, then they're on the other path, the good path. Right. Well, I think that's especially important now, too, with like the iPhones and the social media. Absolutely. So easy, like with your baby at home, just to you know, while you're feeding them or whatever to be like scrolling, but, you know, put the phones down, talk to them, sing to them, read, right. you know, be engaged. Right. And that's, that's what it takes. I'm, I'm so, so at it. My wife is just dynamite. I mean, she can put the, the little kid and my grandkids in the, in the high chair and just start making dinner and just, you know, she's just chatting away, you know, we're doing this for now we're doing that. Right. We're, you know, she can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for a lot of people, it, you know, they get they do it for a minute and then it's like oh man you know yeah, it's tiring, to, yeah. to keep this going <laughs> but it's it's just what that kid needs and, and yes putting down our iPhones for a brief moment just yeah. for that thirty minutes of one on one time right so why is this important for like businesses or or leaders in a community like why would they care about this like what how can how can it be relevant to them so. Um, I present a lot to business audiences and uh, you know, I can give you all the justifications that it's more efficient, it saves tax dollars. I can do all that stuff. The one that kind of gets them, you know, perked up is competition. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I ran a business for 10 years and you wake up every morning going, gosh, I think I have the latest whatever, but you know, what's my competitor doing? Right. right. That's what, you know, is, is sort of, keeps you up at night, right? This is how, how, what are my competitors doing? Well, on this particular issue, everybody's seeing the science, right? Globally, they're, they're reading this and going, oh my goodness, we can really boost our economy. So I'll give you a good example. Alabama looked at what Florida was doing and say, oh, we can do a lot better than that. So they have the highest quality program for four-year-olds. They're now about to launch the highest quality program for three-year-olds because they know they can leapfrog their neighboring states. Yes, in 20 years, but they can leapfrog them by getting more kids ready. And, you know, it just, it's a dramatic effect on the economy when you have more kids on the, you know, helping outside as opposed to the, you know, what are we going to do with these folks inside? And so our Florida Chamber Foundation in Florida has said they have a goal in 2030 to get to 100% kindergarten ready. So we got some work to do, but talk, read, sing would be a piece of that because the first teacher for the kid is the parent and the grandparents. I mean, so you've got to help train those teachers, right? 
or uh, or you're going to miss the boat. It still takes a village. Well, it does. <laughs> and, you know, to do it well, you, yep. you, the parents get that first whatever time period. And then, it, you know, they have a high quality early, you know, learning center, not babysitting, early learning center where they get high quality care. And, you know, it, it, it all feeds together, but it makes a real difference. And, you know, when I, again, when I present to business audiences, I say, that's your future customers. Those are your future workers. You know, would you like them? to have all this great brain development stuff so that they're and be resilient so that they can work their way through any issue. I think you do. Right. Absolutely. You have to think long-term. Yeah. This is, this is, this is definitely a a long-term thing. Although the pandemic has proven that if there's no uh, affordable, accessible childcare, moms can't get to work. Moms and dads cannot get to work. So all of a sudden, you know, Everybody's focused on we got to get the schools open so we can get the employees back to work. Was you got to get the preschools open too? Right. And so uh, it was sort of a lesson that you know this is important to the overall economy and fiscal health of the whole country. Is we've got to figure out how to get these kids into safe, high quality environments. Right. So so everybody can get back to work. Mm-hmm. So how can companies and businesses get involved? Um, in a number of ways. One obviously is you know, lunch and learns. The Champions for Children has a set of ambassadors who will go out and you know, talk to people. So if a business has sort of the target audience of employees who sort of need to hear that everything's moved earlier, that you, right. you know, whatever you were taught as a kid, now you got to go back, you know, it's all early now. Um, so that's one way a business can just support this by making sure that their employees are well-informed. So, you know, that's, that's one piece of it. Um, another piece of it is if you're going to make a talk, read, sing community. So I've spent time trying to vision, you know, what would that be? You know, how would it be different than if there was a community that nobody paid any attention to this? Well, you'd go into the barbershops and there'd be kids books for the little kids. You'd go into the laundromats, there'd be a book corner because you want mom and dad to read to the kid while the, while the, while the wash is in. You go, uh, you know, any, any sort of environment where it's where little kids and their parents are, are going to be in the same place, you think through, how can we make this sort of a talk, read, sing thing? There, there's a grocery store chain in uh, San Antonio, Texas, that has made books for kids part of the deal. So when you go to checkout, instead of People Magazine and all that, it's all kids' books. Mm-hmm. Buy them for a dollar, and you can bring them back the next week and switch them out. I love that. I mean, it's like, wow. You know, it's see, they were thinking, how do we find ways to kind of keep this in front of people so that they're, they're paying attention I to like it? So that. if you happen to have a business like that, and when I uh, last time I presented on this, there was a man who ran a bunch of apartment complexes, and he said, you know, we've got some unused space. Why are we not setting this up as a safe education place for little kids. Right. So, I mean, we were getting him thinking, if you're going to be a talk, read, sing community, you've got to do all those things right. to, um, to kind of keep nudging people in the right direction, but reminding people or kind of retraining people that um, it's not hard, but it takes a little energy and you got to do a little differently than you've done it in the past, but you can't just give that message once. You've got to, sort of, right. got to keep that. So businesses can be very helpful that way. And then Obviously, there's the old donation to Champions for Children to support it, (laughs) which I'm sure they would be glad to receive. Yeah. Um, 
I was just thinking, you know, one thing, especially in today's environment, whenever like kids could be quarantined for two weeks and then, you know, if one of their classmates is sick or something and um, parents need a little bit more flexibility with their company. Um, I know at Next Path, we have a room here that's um, that we sometimes we brought the kids in. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe having a room like that in your company where, you know, you have books or if you have to bring kids in, you can do that. Right. Um you know, maybe have something set up for them. So maybe companies implementing something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, as somebody who ran a business for 10 years, I can tell you that the people who run businesses are so focused on you know, this year's health insurance premium and, right. and the negotiating with the land. You know, there's so many things that on, on their screen that um, I think it's incumbent upon people to sort of raise this mm-hmm. with the bosses. And what you're looking for is what I think the HR people call a reasonable accommodation, yes, right? right? So you, you're looking for a reasonable accommodation. And a common one is my, I've got my kid in this high quality early learning center and he's just thriving there, but I've got to pick him up by five o'clock. You know, can we switch my hours so I can do that? And it would be nice if employers were all, you know, thinking ahead and saying, you know, does anybody need their hours? <laughs> but you got to sort of be your own advocate on this. Right. Just got to got to say, you know, just it's just a reasonable accommodation, but it's the best interest of the kid, and it's, it's and uh, it'll make my life work because otherwise I can't pick up the kid in time, and you know that kind of stuff. So obviously, uh, if there's an on-site room that's not being used, uh, you know, I, I would encourage your listeners to, you know, politely, of course, but you know, say, can I can we talk about this as a possible? accommodation. Mm-hmm, right. And, uh, you know, you might get better responses than you think because the business people are, are hearing this message from Florida Chamber and from others that, mm-hmm. wow, we, you know, our competitors are doing this. We better get on, you know, get our, up our game here. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, your, your listeners can be part of that process. They can say, you know, I've got an idea. Let's yeah. see, what, see what happens. I like that. And if that is something that they're passionate about and they come forward with the idea, maybe they could say, Hey, I'm willing to spearhead it. And I'll, sure. you know, go see if I can get some books or, you know, see if anyone can donate and they can kind of step up in their company so that they're a leader and right. stand out in other ways. Yes. Maybe that will help them in their career path too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, again, I, this, a lot of this comes from my own experience as a manager that you just get so busy with stuff that um, uh, it's just important for the employees to kind of be thinking, you know, what are the tweaks with what we have here that would really improve on this issue? So. I love that. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a good reminder for the employees. And I think that's a, you had some good key terms in there for them to use reasonable accommodation. There you go. That rings true to your HR professional. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yep, it does. And, um, you know, a lot of the people who are running businesses who were parents themselves uh, once upon a time, but their experience may be different, you know, than mm-hmm. your current you know, your proper employees. So, you, you know, you can tap into that, but you, but I think you, know, you sort of have to uh, think through what's going to work for the business. And and I, I will say, I think it depends on the business, right? So, right. you know, you bring little kids in, but there's the public is coming through all the time, you know, might raise yeah. different issues, but you know, I wouldn't be afraid to raise it. I think mm-hmm. you should, you should go right ahead and, uh, and be, um, be an advocate mm-hmm. and, you know, see what happens. That's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're all responsible for helping raise our next generation. So this is a 
great charity, great organization to help us all do that. Yeah, absolutely. And if we can, you know, my, my data point is that uh, kindergarten readiness score, it's not perfect as you point out, but it's not bad. And if we can keep moving that to, you know, 53 to 60, 60 to 65, and keep showing that we're making progress, that, um, that's, that's very, very meaningful. We have about 17,000 babies born in Hillsborough County, 17,000 babies. Mm -hmm. And so if roughly half are showing up not ready, you can have 8,000 kids. That's 8,000 lives. That's 8,000, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can just do better. And and as I explained with the talk read saying, it's not real complicated. It's not real hard. It takes some energy and some effort, but you know, one-way jabbering conversation with a small child. I mean, you know, just do it. I'm doing that with our new puppy right now. So. <laughs> oh, you're, you're being well-trained for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for joining us and, and sharing about Talk, Read, Sing. Thank you to Next Path Career Partners for all of your support. And until next time, live bold and boss up. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell, and more. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.